Lokesh. And I am Ananya. Welcome to our brand new series called How I Raise the Bar, brought to you by our very own Bar of Chalk, where we talk about the journey of an entrepreneur from big to brand. Today we have with us Shriti Mehta, the founder of Cookie Co. Born to a very attractive Parsi mother and an ambitious Gujarati father, Shriti inherited her love for desserts and a keen business sense from her parents. She spent the most thrilling part of her life studying in US, first at Purdue University and then doing her master's from Harvard University. That's quite impressive. Correct. And she chose to leave her job despite having six incredible years of experience in some of the greatest manufacturing and food businesses out there. Soon after, Kukiko was born. Let's hear her inspirational story on how she raised the bar of cookies in India. Hey, Shruti. How are you? Hi, Ananya. I'm good. How are you? We are fine. So we really wanted to know how a weekend is different for a baker like you. So up till now, we work from a cloud kitchen at And uh, being a person from a family, having my own family, I always made sure that Sundays were meant for family. And I also have a women-led uh, operations. So considering that, always kept our Sundays free. But now that we have moved into a retail segment, the whole game shift, you know, now Sunday has become like our new weekday. So it's definitely a shift and it's only been a couple of days, but we are getting through it. We just have to mentally prepare ourselves that this is, this is the part and parcel of our business and uh, industry calls for this uh, kind of you know, it, it demands for this type of work on a weekend because it's one of our peak hours, you know, Sunday is a peak day for uh, families going out and, you know, grabbing by, yeah. going to places like Kukiko. So we have to be, you know, from a business standpoint, that, that's what makes sense. To be present out there, you know, uh, doing what else is doing at one point. Just have to really be prepared. Yeah, uh, talking about industry, like I'm very curious to know uh, what made you shift from such a successful career in US to baking. So um, having a successful career exactly correlate to correlate to being happy, and most of us sort of you know go in that uh, zone of you know oh I'm successful and I'm happy. It's sort of it goes hand in hand. And it took me 10 years to realize while I was pursuing my career in finance and strategy. Um, all my studies have been around finance, account, marketing. So um, I went with the flow. I was enjoying the freedom I had in the US, you know. You could take vacations on weekends. You had long weekends. And you, you were your own, you know, person enjoying the income. But then uh, at one point, a saturation does come. You start questioning yourself. There is a lot of introspection that happens. And that's when I started asking this question myself that if I'm always looking forward to a sun Saturday or a Sunday. Then from Monday to Friday, I'm just wasting my time, you know, trying to wait for the Saturday and Sunday to come through. And of course, it was a gradual transition. I wouldn't say uh, food has always been my passion. I always, it was my, as a schoolgirl, it was my dream to open a bakery, a cute little bakery, uh, you know, in Baroda and uh, enjoy that. But of course, you know, uh, I wasn't sure how sustainable it would be. Being in culinary industry is very challenging. And 
So I always said it's nice to have a backup. A business background is always nice. Um, so I started working with a manufacturing firm called Cummins. I worked there for three years in US itself in the headquarters. Uh, did a lot of heavy uh, finance analysis and forecasting and everything. So that gave me a lot of understanding of how a business operates financially. And then slowly and steadily, I decided that maybe being in finance, just switch to a different industry. So then I moved to the food industry, where I worked for another company, uh, Uno Chicago Grill, that was based in Boston. It's a half a billion dollar franchise business, company owned and franchised. And that's where I started gaining uh, understanding of how food business operates, like a restaurant business. I was uh, working in the CEO's team as a finance, senior finance and I worked there for three years and gained a lot of experience about how food business is different from any other industry. And that's when, then I pursued my master's in entrepreneurship. So it was a gradual progression towards what I wanted to do. And then of course we had planned that 15 years are good enough in US. So I want to go back to India. You know, my husband also wanted to uh, join his family business. We both worked in finance industry for quite some time, but then we wanted to sort of shift to uh, having our own businesses. We wanted to try that out as well. So we thought we'll give India a chance. We'll give it a three, four year chance and then we'll see how it goes. But now we're stuck here because we're enjoying it here. I have my own business. My husband loves his side of the business. So we are quite settled now. But it was always a casual transition. I wouldn't say it was one night thing. We decided we wanted to move to India and that's when I decided, okay, so I'll, I'll test the pulse of the market and see what works, what doesn't work. And that's when I saw a very big gap in cookie industry in India. What, there's a misconception across what a cookie is. People confuse it with biscuits. People don't know a cookie can be consumed as a dessert. And as a student, as a finance professor, I have uh, lived on cookies. You know? That's been my soul, like soul food. Every time that I was low, every time that I was happy, I would go to my favorite store and grab a freshly baked cookie. So something I missed here and that's when I decided that one year of being in India, I decided to start Two People. It's amazing how you like came up with it to fill that kind of gap that India had when it comes to, uh, to cookies. But I would yeah. use this side, my business experience, my finance experience into whatever I did in the food industry. I did not want to call myself as a culinary artist or anything because I'm not one. I don't have that qualification. Yeah. But I knew how to run. I knew the tricks and tricks of what, how an operation can be, uh, operations are done in, you know, in a restaurant yeah. business. So I think that experience definitely gave me a con the confidence to start something on my own. And we started with a very small, you know, a casual um, thing uh, of, you know, starting from my mother-in-law's kitchen. And yeah. I thought we'll tell how it goes. And then in two months, uh, we were literally out of capacity and I had to move into a cloud kitchen. And that's when I started seeing uh, the growth and prospects of, you know, what cookie. So it was, it was a casual process. Yeah, like this, I know uh, for sure. Like, uh, I wanted to know more about it because like everyone talk about how tech startups and how to build a product, you must start with an MVP, a king product, you know. And I remember Cookie Go, as you said, it started with uh, what, like four, five cookies. And from yes. there to now, a whole range of bakery products. What has exactly. been this journey been like? Uh, my journey has always been, uh, it started with an M M MVP. Like you said, yeah. exactly. we had the most viable product. You know, we knew this is what we will test. 
and i was ready to face the challenge of criticism i mean the challenges of you know being criticized thoroughly luckily um it was uh, luckily my products initially the mvp was appreciated and i think um, the advantage i had was the first mover advantage you know nobody knew what a cookie would taste like only i knew you know or people who traveled uh, and had cookies in us would understand but otherwise lot of people did not know what and in fact i had to explain to people what a cookie is now people do differentiate between a cookie and a biscuit and a naan katai but initially so oh, you're doing a business of naan katai oh it's a biscuit actually then through and explain the whole process so uh, it it was challenging initially uh, but also because i had the first mover advantage i had the time to build my mvp and get some something best out of it so we kept evolving there is always you know even today if you ask the customer who my like you know customer oldest customer they will see how our products have evolved over time so i would say that it's a it's a process of evolving your product all the all the time you can't really have one mvp and one final version of it it keeps evolving especially in the food business you have to be very uh, trend conscious you very um, you have to listen to your customer you have to get their feedback so i think uh, while it was challenging to get criticism initially it was also I, I took it in the right spirit because that helped me build the best product. I and uh, we started with four to five cookies initially, because even I was learning. I also because for me it was more like I knew the taste of what it sh- a cookie should be, but I had no sampling, nothing over your. So all the recipes and everything it took us almost three to four months to get the final, you know, version of the recipe. and that's that base was uh, you know the leverage to you know build on those recipes and create newer recipes and now we uh, make sure that these base recipes help us build you know other uh, flavors that are very internationally uh, you know internationally popular. like you know we we take a lot of cultures in mind when we are building our flavors and uh, you know i wherever i travel i remember the flavors i have you know desserts i've had and i would try to incorporate that into my flavors and that is the usp of our product you know we always keep evolving and every time you have a cookie cake or a, a cookie that's made you come to know that it's either the same or it's better so the entrepreneurs journey so i think ramya had one question in her mind ramya Yes, actually, uh, but as you said, you are totally involving every day. So I'm pretty sure your little cookie monster is your first customer every time. So can you tell us your journey of motherhood? How it played into your journey of entrepreneurship, so that every mother who's hearing this podcast now can gain inspiration from you. I think uh, I uh, was. a mom of a one year old when i started this company uh, so i've been through covid raising a child my child and also you know nurturing the company that i had started earlier so i would say that uh, no matter what just show up you know you may be having a bad day at home but don't try to don't uh, you know just no matter how bad your day is or how hectic it is just show up at work sometimes just showing up makes a lot of difference you know and try to ask for help it's very important like 
it my mother in law my mom they have been my husband they have been such a huge part to play they have such a huge part to play in kiko is because uh, as an entrepreneur i don't uh, i don't see myself as a when i'm working i don't mix two things you know i'm an entrepreneur not a mompreneur or you know those things i'm an entrepreneur so i have to give best to both the sides of my life because you know both are my baby so at that point of time uh, having a strong support system and asking for help is very important you know put your pride aside and uh, ego aside and ask. because uh, when you're at work you're be thinking about your child and that happened to me earlier on and that guilt would kill me but now i feel that if my child is in right hands i'm happier at so i mean to manage both and second thing is um be realistic about as that realistic expectation like you know uh, there are days when you may not see your kid or you may not spend the best time with them but that's okay then then you have other time to make it up so you know try to give your business the same kind of importance that you're giving your child because both need to grow both need to grow together so is she was a fan or a critic of his work he's both he's so to yesterday only when he walked into the store he had 10 things to tell me about how i could change and make things like a very small uh, example i'll give you uh, we have a small pathway to the oven and we uh, the concept is that you see your cookie being baked in the front of house so as a customer walks in if he chooses a cookie that needs to be fresh then we bake in front of him or her so uh, when he saw that happening he told me first thing is that mom there is a way to the oven and it's quite hot so you please put a it's hot sign or something over there mm-hmm. that's quite right yeah or if cookies are taking too long to bake customers will not wait <laughs> yes such exactly. little things that they observe he's already been a critic but it's, uh, uh, i feel like you know he's he was one since i started so he's been used to me uh, tackling both the things so you know he's quite used to me not being around or uh, you know uh, no helping at work i'm at home he knows what i do he proudly talks to his friends about what i do so that makes me happy that you know there's something about it you know that he understands and we yeah. don't give that much credit as they do because they are much smarter than we think they are So, so sweet. He's adapted pretty well. So, uh, ma'am, as this industry is growing right now, so we would love to have some tips from you for the entrepreneurs out there who's hearing this podcast. So, since they have, especially in the uh, pandemic, we have seen that people are moving from Dalgonas to Dekwas and from Kovaches to Cookies. So they are. Gen- basically moving from being a home baker to professional so what kind of tips would you suggest for these new upcoming entrepreneurs out there uh specifically food industry is what you say so baking industry food industry and in general entrepreneurship in general i would say that uh, you know you may start small and everybody starts small but uh, always keep a vision in the five goal or have a vision that is bigger than you you know because when you have that you are constantly and you need constantly think about it eventually work towards 
So never think that because you're starting at a small scale, it will not grow. Always big vision in mind, so that when you're starting, you're already thinking about that vision and executing uh, a plan that gets you to the goal. If not in you know five years, then in seven years. But at least you reach there. Otherwise, you may get you may start digressing, and that happened with me uh, during the pandemic. It was a rough time, and I started. Um, you know, uh, there were a lot of influencing factors. You know, uh, overall, that uh, sort of you know, I, I felt like you know this is it for Kukiko, but uh, I knew that I needed to open a store, and I have to market. And uh, keeping that vision in mind gave me a lot of uh, encouragement and motivation to continue what I was doing, because it's not what. your current efforts matter in the future so whatever you do you know have a big vision in mind that is the most important thing secondly um passion can go only that like you know it doesn't passion goes a long way but with passion there has to be a sense of how will you keep your business sustainable and how will you eventually make money how will you make your business profitable and um i think that is something i i had it in me because i've done finance i have done accounting you know finance analysis is you know used to be my bread and butter so i knew but i know that a lot of people don't have that skill set so then in that case it's always nice to uh, you know take help from other finance professionals to help you understand how can you uh, you know streamline your process so uh, you can make your business profitable and also scalable profitable and scalability those two things are very important uh, and when you start small it's very important about those aspects that how will you make your business scalable and profitable so always ask for technical help as well because uh, that will give you good clarity and understanding of uh, okay you want to go from a to b when you get there you know and uh, when i talk about scalability i feel it's very important to delegate also you know you can't as an owner as a passion driven project it used to be i i used to be everywhere like i was part of every processes in the business but now at a point i realized that you know always prioritize big tasks you know uh, versus smaller tasks and delegate smaller tasks to your employees train your people to be independent you know without and you focus on business development or whatever your forte is so that way uh, you're not all over the place and uh, your business is self sustainable so when you when you're about to scale your business you you have a good team uh, already you know trained and in built that you grow the business together yeah that's some really valuable insights for like uh, budding entrepreneurs like us too and finally we must ask given the name of our podcast we would love to know how you raised the bar of cookies in india and you talked about vision so i would personally like to know what is your vision for the future of cookieco our vision for cookieco is uh, creating a culture how ccd and many other brands have created culture who would have thought that you know you could walk into a barista or a ccd and you know Enjoy a good cup of coffee while having a nice conversation. Something like this is not even there twenty years. 
but you know siddhartha mr siddhartha changed that for india and uh, i feel like you know uh, cookie has that scope like you know cookie is such a versatile dessert it's so travel friendly uh, you know it is so fast free i have a feeling that eventually it will become, it could become a nice uh, coffee uh, you know it could be a good culture and a, a, through cookie ko we want to create a community out of you know we want people to love our products but we also want people to have memories around it and that's what happened that's that's how back i have memories around cookies you know having um, you know uh, freshly baked cookies being served at our dormitory while we were studying late night you know me my roommates and other uh, neighbors and like you know fight over that one last of the white chocolate macadamia or a chocolate mm. uh, i have memories uh, and those memories i can still smell the cookie i still have that taste in my mind so those kind of want people to experience it in india and uh, that is where we come into play our target market is also the gen z population you know the impact so uh, the kind of language we use even when we are branding all targeted towards the gen z population because you know we feel like they lot of opportunity there to create that you know through social media outlets across india eventually hopefully so it's not just about having a cookie it's about the experience of it that's what that's what we want to absolutely that's great ma'am the way you told us it shows how much passionate you are about this this brand and this business etc so you made my mouth water actually by describing <laughs> so ma'am we will move on to our next seg- segment which is called the no holds barred this is a segment where we would love to know the person behind the brand so basically it's our version of humans of advertising so we will be asking you a few questions and you have to answer it as fast as you can oh gosh okay yes. <laughs> so last song on your playlist last song on my playlist gosh <laughs> <laughs> oh what was it <laughs> or last have, song that you heard like the last song i heard uh yeah. it was uh chali song uh chali pur song uh attention okay that was the last not the uh, song in my playlist but that <laughs> it's okay man fine we love so last series you watched last series i watched uh shit creek a very nice series uh what would you consider to be your guilty pleasure guilty pleasure a nice cake like a chocolate <laughs> nice chocolate is that one for everyone <laughs> so we have a question for that as well cake or cookie sorry is it cake or cookie if you are given a choice cookie <laughs> dog or cat dog <laughs> achievement that you are most proud of cookie ko thanks and who would uh, you consider to be your idol my idol uh i would say most recently i would say pooja dindra 
Oh. How she's carrying Absolutely. The 15. True. And the last question was the first thing that comes to your mind when I talk about a bar of chocolate. It's the best chocolate I've had locally sourced and I love the flavor palette it has. It, it's gooey, melts in your mouth and I just love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shiti. It has been a pleasure interacting with you and we are sure that the expertise and the journey you have shared with us will help, the make, will help make the world a better place. Thank you so much. Thank you for Thank having me, Ananya. Thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am, so much for sharing your story and inspiring all the entrepreneurs who have just heard how you raised the bar. Thank you. Thank you very much.